0: everybody and welcome to the first episode of 2022 on the speak plainly podcast hosted by me owl so this is the start of a new year although i kind of tend to think that the new year started with solstice just because i like that but All the new year traditions all have some things in common, and they're largely based around reflecting on what happened over the last year and taking some inventory on the stuff that was good and the stuff that was less good that we've done or said, and try to make a few changes to be just that much better the next year. And in that mode, I am doing something a little differently this episode. This episode will be a little more personal than past episodes because I noticed last year especially that I have had a lot of time to research really cool stuff and learn lots of really cool stuff and having CPTSD has made all of the stuff really interesting and pertinent for me. And I love sharing that information with other people. And that's, that's why I have the podcast. That's why I'm writing the book. That's why I do stuff. And I love that. But I've also realized this last year in 2021 that I tend to hide myself behind what I know. And I want to change that. I tend to be a person who runs straight toward being uncomfortable and I try to look problems square in the face and address them head on. And so I'm going to attempt to do the same thing with this because that's why I think sometimes I can come across preachy is because Sometimes I really am hiding who I am behind what I know and the stuff I know is really cool and I love sharing it and I'm sharing it because I love sharing it, but there is this small vein of me hiding and I don't want to do that. So in the spirit of the new year, I am starting this podcast about boundaries and abandonment. I have lots of abandonment stories. Really, I just have two. Two, like, ones that matter. Uh, they are from my family, originally. Those of you who don't know, I didn't speak with my mother for all like almost ten years. I still don't have contact with my father so with my family background i learned early in life that it's sometimes necessary to cut people off entirely and never look back and just be done because there are ways that people will treat you that are unacceptable There are things that people will do and say to you that are completely intolerable. And when that happens, finding the strength to leave can feel almost impossible. Most of the time it actually feels impossible. If any of you have ever been in an abusive relationship, you understand exactly what I mean. It feels impossible to leave and when you finally finally do leave it's amazing leaving an abusive environment and being able to experience some freedom and some joy and some peace and just a lack of fear for the first time sometimes can be it is, every time, always amazing. It is absolutely amazing. It's totally life-changing. And it makes sense why once you've had an experience where you have been abandoned, especially if it's from your family of origin, it makes sense why, or if you've had to leave an abusive relationship, why you would have this kind of personality trait that will stick with you for ages basically that says when shit gets rough cut it off because you learned that sticking it out wasn't helpful sticking it out just made things worse so you learn this lesson that says yo cut the cord and get out now But what happens later? uh, Later in personal relationships with intimate personal relationships. What happens then? Because for me, I didn't get the feeling that you're supposed to get from family. I didn't get the lessons That family instills. I got plenty of lessons from my family. But there's one lesson that I didn't get. And that lesson is. No matter who you you date. Who you love. Where you go. What you do. We will love you. And we will be there for you. I didn't get that. So I learned that. If I was going to be. Accepted. Or loved. I had to be something I'm not. And that seriously screws with your head. So later in life, I met this really wonderful, wonderful woman. And I dubbed her Kaya a long time ago. I'll leave her real name out. Um, because Kaya means eldest sister and wise And a bunch of things actually had a bunch of languages. Um, It's a cool name and it describes her well, I believe. But she was the person that I met when I was, well, in high school. And I was friends with her daughters. And because we were the same age, I mean, the daughters. And we became best friends around the time my brother died and then my grandfather died. I was 19 years old. And we'd just known each other a little bit because I was friends with her, with her daughters in junior high and high school. And we did after school stuff together and that sort of thing. So she knew who I was and she saw me working at a greenhouse and whatnot. And when my grandfather and my brother died and I wasn't able to be at either of my parents' house, I just had to find some way to be there. um, I lived with her. For those stretches of time when I was... Because I was in the military at the time. So I had to take leave. And I went home. And I stayed with her. uh, Because I wasn't welcome with my family. And that does a number on you. But she put everything into me. Over the course of the next 11 years, her and I became absolutely inseparable. We had... Plenty of fights, ups and downs, and we learned a lot. And as you can imagine, over 11 years with a 20-year age gap, we had lots of understandings and misunderstandings and things I didn't get that she helped me with and things that she didn't get that I helped her with. And it was a wonderful relationship. And she felt very badly for me for the abandonment that I had experienced. And she really, truly dedicated a huge chunk of her life in the same way that you would raise a child. She dedicated a huge chunk of her life to being my friend and to us being best friends. And we really, really were. We were absolutely best friends. I've never seen a connection like her and I had. And you fast forward a few years, 11 years, and... Something happened, uh, and she cut me off. It was totally out of the blue. It was totally unexplained. When I asked why or what happened to try to understand it, I got nothing. I was totally stonewalled. I was, in fact, literally told if I had anything I wanted to say to her, I could submit it in writing. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. I could submit it in writing. I mean, someone who was your best friend for 11 years telling you if you have anything else to say, you could submit it to them in writing after no fight, no argument, no nothing, just cut off out of the blue. That destroyed me. That absolutely Ate me up from the inside. I had these horrible, horrible like weeks and months. The first five months were really bad. I mean, the first week, I just, that's all I could think about. I would, I was, I was constantly shaking all day, every day, just being like, what did I do? What happened? Where, like, where did I go wrong? What, like, what? Absolutely flabbergasted and completely re triggered. I'm also an astrology guy and I have a cancer moon and anybody who knows anything about astrology knows like that's, that's what cancers are the most afraid of. Cancer is all about family and a family is all about preventing abandonment because abandonment gets you killed as a human animal. Um, In our modern world, it's a little bit different, but not much. So this feeling is so strong in me that I can't function for months. But there was a really important piece that it took years to really put together. And after a few years, like I I I constantly wondered what I did and what what could have caused her to do that? because holy shit that hurt and i i wondered and i wondered and i wondered and it took a few years before i finally got the guts up to say something because i'm also a very handle it well i guess i said that kind of earlier handle it straight on if there's an issue let's talk about it let's get it, it let's get it handled and move on let's just get over it and I want to handle things immediately I want them to be taken care of now so we can move on and she's not that type of person she wants to take care of them well so we can move on and she doesn't do things well in the moment so I wanted to really respect what I know of her habits which was to separate herself and when she asks for time and space and she's always been really bad at boundaries um and so when she does ask for time and space i wanted to respect that and i did i was still absolutely just gutted by her actions but i understood somehow that The only way she could have done something so heinous to me was because she was in an ungodly amount of pain. That seems a bit obvious, but without her friendship and tutelage and guidance and presence in my life, that's not the reaction i would have had she got me into medicine she got me into <laughs> psychology she got me into all of the basically all of the things that make me me now are like you they can their roots can be traced back to her and to have that taken away by a person who understands your abandonment better than anybody else in the world. And to have them abandon you in the worst possible way ever is so painful. But I realized I learned the most important piece. I messaged her recently and we actually got to meet up and she explained a bit as to why she acted the way that she did. And she did send me a message just the other day, as I had been really wanting to around Christmas, but things were hectic and crazy, so I didn't get around to it, and I thought, well, that's fine. But I wanted to message before the new year, and so I pulled up pulled out my phone to get ready to go message her and opened up Messenger and had a message from her, and it was a song that she showed me years ago with a simple message that said oh, and she just hoped for understanding, and I recognized something just then, in that moment. She said, I hope for understanding. And the reason she said, I hope for understanding, is because she could never ask for forgiveness. I know this woman. And I know how hard she works to be as good of a person as she is. I know the trauma in her life. And I know her her senses of value... And that message just made it so clear that she asked for understanding because she could never, ever bring herself to ask for forgiveness because of what she did. And here's where the story starts to get better. Um, I told you we did meet up, and I did send her a message on the 31st a nice big long message and basically what I said is this amazing realization that I've had about abandonment and about boundaries I was abandoned and abandoned my family early in life and that was a painful lesson but it was a powerful lesson A powerful lesson of you deserve to be treated a certain way. You deserve respect. And if a person doesn't give you that, fuck them. Leave. But not everyone can be respectful all of the time. Life is complicated. Relationships are complicated. Each person's life is individually extremely complicated and dynamic. And I had moved through my entire life with this I don't need nobody. And if you don't like me or there's like our relationship gets too strenuous, bye. I'm done. I walk off. But here, this relationship, this got so painful. But I know it's purpose because here's the big kicker. I never once wondered if she loved me. That's not something I can even say about my family. Seriously, I never once I never once questioned that she loved me. Not one time. I was pissed. I questioned why she was being such a bitch, why she could do all this, how in the hell she could act that way after all of this time. There was lots of anger and lots of there was every kind of emotion under the sun simultaneously filling my body until I felt like I was going to explode and implode at the same time. But I never questioned her love for me. And that's 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 the money. That's the money shot right there. Like, that's the worst, for me, that's the worst possible thing that anybody could ever do. The worst possible thing anyone could ever do to me is, like, I put myself out here and I'm trying to, like, do good things and help you and be as there for you as I possibly know how to be. And then I get cut off out of nowhere because you're overwhelmed. Fuck you. And that's still true. That narrative is absolutely still true. And so is the fuck you. But fuck you doesn't negate. I love you. That's what, like, oh, I don't know if you can hear that. That's me tapping on my chest because, man, fuck you does not replace I love you. Just because somebody did something that's a fuck you moment doesn't mean you have to or need to turn and run away or cut them off like I did. I realized then what happened is I got this abandonment trauma from my family and then 11 years of our friendship got that abandonment again, like in the worst possible way. But unlike the first time where the damage stuck for ages, this time... I recognized that she loved me, and I recognized that only pain could cause someone to be so hurtful. Only a severe amount of pain could cause her to be so hurtful. And because I had that understanding, and because she taught me that understanding, I feel like this is like my graduation walk for my abandonment trauma. Because here is this perfect scenario in a cycle, right? Like this first cycle and uh, being birth and childhood and the things that we get from our parents, good and bad. I inherited this abandonment trauma, met someone else who had their own abandonment trauma who didn't want me to do the same thing and busted her ass to like... Be there for me and and nurture me. And there is no other way to put it. Like, that's what she did was nurture me. In, In the U.S., we raise kids. You shouldn't raise children. You raise cattle. You should nurture children. You don't raise them. But where I'm from, you raise kids. So I was raised. But she nurtured me. And because of that, when the time came for the universe to take that patch because that's what I realized is she basically patched my original abandonment trauma. And then the universe at 11 years later, well, I guess not since the patching, but it took 11 years to get all the patchwork on there and get it all nice and tight. And then at that 11 year mark, the universe went, okay, let's check your abandonment trauma. After all, let's test this patch. And I passed the test or actually I don't think I even passed the test. Our relationship passed that test. And that was because I never questioned whether she loved me. So I just hope I can do the same thing for like ever because. I, I screw up a lot. I, I get mad. I get I get upset and when I do it it's hard for me to come back and I'm pretty I'm usually pretty good at removing myself from the situation and that sort of thing, but it makes me really excited to think and to know now that a person can do something so horrible and still love you. And I really believe that it's that relationship with Kaya that made my relationship with my actual mother possible. It's undeniable in my book. What's really amazing is this woman came into my life... We were best friends, and then she abandoned me in the worst possible, most traumatic, like, fuck you kind of way. And honestly, it's okay. Like, it is. It is. It's okay. It's so not okay. What she did is so not okay. But as far as I'm concerned, we i. And I can't speak for her. I did send her that message. And keeping in keeping in true form, her response was, thank you very much for your message. I would like to respond to this as fully and completely as I can. I'm working the next couple of days. Um, Happy New Year. I will respond fully later, basically. And it's like, perfect. That's so her. So I'm excited to see what happens because I got to say those things. I got to say, like... The damage or like the, the pain was so great. But I never questioned whether you loved me. And. I mean, maybe I'm not I'm not the most. I may not be the one to ask about family, but it seems to me that's what family does. At least that's what they're supposed to do. So I'm really, really, really happy That. I'm in this place and Lord Jesus, that was painful. But. Damn, I'm so glad that it's, it's over that part of it's over because like now the, 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 the pain is, is gone. I, I understand as, as, as much as I need to maybe probably ever will. I understand as much as I need to, which is, she was in an extreme amount of pain, and what she did was total and utter crap. But when I got to stand next to her and chat with her, I was like, damn, I miss your mind. I miss your heart. I miss her sense of humor, you know? And that's what family's supposed to be. They're like, no matter how much you screw up or act like a jerk, they love you. Anyway, you know? So... Here's me not hiding behind what I know. Here's me being as honest about literally one of like the top two most painful things that's ever happened to me, at least top three in my entire life. Between being abandoned by my family, my brother dying, and her, and that's like those are my those are some of my real big ones. But. We made it through, or at least I did. I made it through and I made it through. Okay. And now like, sure, I could stay mad, right? Like I have every reason to be like, fuck that bitch. I'm never going to talk to you ever again. Screw you. I'm going home. Right? Like I have every, every right, every reason to do that. But the only person I'm hurting by doing that is me. Possibly her, but she's already come to the realization of she never should have acted the way that she did, and you can't take it back, which is why she asked for understanding instead of forgiveness. But now, I have my boundaries really firmly set, so it really doesn't matter if she even has hers That fully set. Because I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be 19 or 20 years old. And best friends. And have her driving halfway across the country. To go spend the weekend with me. In the military dorms. You know like. She did some crazy. Some seriously crazy. Totally asinine things. To be there for me. And. It changed me forever. Changed me for the good. And now. I'm like, really, what do I have to lose? I've got all these reasons to not do that, but what do I have to lose? The worst possible thing that she can do to me is abandon me. And she already done that in the worst possible way. And I forgave her. You know, so. I have a desire to keep talking, but I really don't think there is anything else I need to say. I think I'm just talking wanting to talk because I'm worked up and that's what I do when I get worked up. So this is my this is my day. This is this is the first podcast of 2022. And I really just wanted to be just as totally transparent as I possibly can today. I don't want to hide behind what I know. The reason people listen to what I know is because they know me. They see me, they feel me, they feel my energy and my presence and there's something about me that people can connect with. And that's the only reason that they care what I have to say. It's not because what I say is unique or even profound. It, there's nothing new to speak to be said under the face of the sun. But they listen because of me. So, I'm going to honor that. And honor my friends who have said a few things to me over the course of this year and be as vulnerable as I can. I mean, I I try to and I, I still think, and I am much more vulnerable than I would say easily 80, 90 percent of the world because I purposefully try to do that and be that way. But in order to be really vulnerable, you have to have really good boundaries So that's what I'm doing. So if you've made it this long, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with me. And Happy New Year. Remember, stay uncomfortable and stay blessed.